You're listening to the Three Pixels Tech, Gaming, and Movie Podcast, brought to you by Alan Taylor, Martin Gregory, and me, Ben Ridley. In this episode, we're going to talk about suicide. This might be a topic that you don't want to hear about, so we just want to give you a heads up. Feel free to skip it if you don't. We'll also put information in the description of this episode to find more information about charities that support people in this situation and how they can get help. Thank you. Hello and welcome to the Free Pixels podcast, episode 17. I'm your host, Martin Gregory, and I'm joined by my two co-hosts, Ben Ridley. Hello. And Alan Taylor. Good afternoon. Oh, thank you very much both for coming in. It is still nice outside. That is still nice. our weather report of yep, the week. Still nice. Continuing the themes, I think. So, as you first heard at the opening, we will be talking about suicide in gaming. So, the article I got in front of me is... A teenager claims he attempted suicide after becoming so obsessed with the computer game Fortnite and took amphetamines to fuel all-night binges. How he went around this, he stole from his parents to fuel his amphetamine sort of binge, and then he wanted to do like 12-hour sessions with friends. At first, it says in the article, his uh, friends started doing it and saying, we want to play more, just get uh, better XP, as well as try and progress it through rounds as quickly as possible and become really good at the game. And the 17-year-old boy, he was a bit like um, hesitant at first, but he thought, well, my friend's doing it, I'm, I'm gonna continue on. And this sort of led him down a path of um, sort of lying to his mum and dad about like, where the money was going, uh, lying about like all these all-night binges that he's doing, and just generally just almost going into a dark place himself. It's, it's quite um, sad to really talk about this sort of subject because video games are sort of here to escape reality and put you into this world and create fantastic moments and something away from dark sides, more of like when you think of games, it should be more of a fond uh, experience. And unfortunately for this individual, it's sort of a little bit tainted now, uh, especially the game of Fortnite. And it's not just Fortnite. And this has been going on many years. It's not just the game Fortnite. Don't, I don't want people to walk away and go, oh, Fortnite's an evil game. I'm not going to let my kids ever play play this game again. I'm just saying maybe as a parent and even as a gamer yourself, maybe you should be more mindful of how much you're playing and and what is a healthy dose of game time and what's healthy to just sort of just put the controller down or or put whatever down and, and just sort of walk away from it for a bit. And I think that's what I really want to talk about where what, what sort of might be acceptable because I feel like no one's ever going to agree on that. As, as well as, and how can it be helpful? And that's going to be later on in this article. So firstly, what are your first two thoughts about this? As you say, this is not something particularly new in terms of um, social struggles between video games and kids. You know, this is the game of the moment. Fortnite is the big hit right now. It's what you see on Twitch. It's what you see on YouTubers. So, you know, younger kids are being influenced to play the game, their friends are playing it, you know, it's it's where everyone wants to be. So is the big focus uh, right now. So I know it's gonna be difficult to tell these kids, you know, take a break, you know, stop you know, playing it, because this is all they're talking about, and it's all they want to do. But it is important that parents do play a key role in m making sure that, you know, when's enough is enough, they take a break, that, you know, and they, and they and they do that. I think Nintendo, Nintendo have been quite good generally in instilling breaks into video games that it is important to take a break go outside walk and with like with anything you do and doing anything for any set period of time is too long you know they even tell you when you're studying for an exam take a break every now and again you know when you're on the computer take a break anything you're doing you don't want to do for a long period of time for various health reasons regardless of the video game itself 
Um, I know there has been concerns that younger kids playing Fortnite. It is a 12 rated game, but the game style and the attraction and the appeal, especially Battle Royale, you know, can take on almost all ages if you can play video games at all. So I know there is that concern and some schools are trying to stop or warn parents about uh, younger kids playing it. So it, it's a difficult situation to be in, you know, and it's important that we don't just blame video gaming as a whole because, you know, there were elements in this story that you're telling us about where there should be something else in place that should have stopped that from happening. Video gaming wasn't obviously the the catalyst here. There is other things going on. A responsible adult or whoever would have taken a bit more attention to what was going on in the situation. This could have been avoided. I'm glad you actually uh, mentioned about uh, parents because there is a quote here from the mum. And she says, I urge every parent to keep their gaming console out of bounds at night and to spot the warning signs. It doesn't matter if you're rich or poor, the game sucks you in and it ruins lives. And I think to a degree of an extent of a 12-hour period, you know, that can really ruin your life and put behind on so many things in your life going around. I'm glad that she sort of have a reflection saying, you know what, I should have seen the water size and has almost learned from this um, horrible experience. I'll be completely honest, I had the computer in my room. I was, you know, making YouTube videos when I was quite young, really. And it's in my room and I had gone to bed or my parents would have thought I'd gone to bed. But, you know, the lights are off my bedroom, but I might still be on the computer playing games. There was many times where I was like whispering on Skype to my friends while trying to play, you know, computer games because I didn't want to go to bed. You know, bed's boring when you're a kid. I don't want to go to sleep. Well, I don't have to go to school tomorrow. I want to play this awesome game and hang out with my friends. So, you know... You may think that your child is doing this one thing, you know, just because the lights are off or you've said goodnight or things like that. But if it's in that environment where they're trying to sleep, the temptation to do something other than sleep will be quite high. I mean, we've all had game binges. Yeah. I mean, yeah, so many times growing up, a weekend would just be gone playing games. But I feel like the model recently is a lot more pressured to be addictive. Um, because, well, you know, the games now make money by you carrying on playing as opposed to a big upfront purchase. So they push you to keep playing and keep playing and keep playing. So there is this pressure here, not to mention the peer pressure as well. Um, Because, you know, before, when you finish the game, for the most part, that was it. Yeah, that was, yeah, generally, like, you look at the old PS2 stuff, like Medal of Honor and uh, the old CODs, once you finish the campaign, go online, and that was it. Yeah, you got your achievement out of it, you know. And because of the internet now... Obviously, fighting games in the old days were the ones you know that you would spend forever on. But now seeing how everyone else is doing, seeing your YouTube celebrities or whatever, seeing them do it all the time, that pushes you to do it more and more and more. I don't want to put the responsibility on game developers. Like you said, Nintendo are really good about it. I instantly came to uh, the Mario Kart game uh, on the Wii when it first went on there. That was like, I think after every uh, set of free races, I think you said, you should take a break. And you could, or you could skip it, but there were actually times where I thought, actually, no, you know what? I've been playing this game for a good two hours now. I probably should stop. So I think they are, they are definitely uh, leading the charge when it comes to you should probably take a break. I think with these free-to-play online games where there is no end goal, there's no completion, where it can be played for such a long time, I think we should put a little bit of the onus on them to allow features that allows parents to monitor this a bit better. So for instance, that you know, if it is a kid um, under 16 or something like that, that they need a parent account to go online in the first place. And then that whole point is that then you can say, okay, four hours a day, two hours a day. Then after that, you won't let them log onto the account. 
which I think that's not, you know, a, a particularly bad idea. Yeah, but I mean, it's it's preying on addictive personalities. Yeah, that is the issue that's which become is bad prevalent now for, for for the young kids. That is bad, and that is wrong. You know, these these fellows know that's going on, and it is wrong that they will let it continue. Um, something that's come to mind was one of my friends, Jack. We we actually took the mick out of him, and looking back now on my older state, I actually think maybe I shouldn't have. Um, around half nine, his internet would cut out. It would stop after half nine. That yeah. is it. I think it was some sort of like family program or, yeah, yeah. or something. I, I don't know the uh, mechanisms of it all. Yeah, most routers, you and can put that in. Whenever, whenever we're on Xbox Live and we're talking to him, all of a sudden he would like go, he would go, uh, and that's it. And you're thinking, well, you know, it's half nine at that point because he's gone now sort of thing. And, and we used to like, torment, not torment, that's, that's the wrong word. We used to joke about it. Like, oh, you know, you got to spend some time with your family now. Ha, ha, ha. But I look back on it, I'm, I'm sort of like, actually, it was probably the right thing of his mum to do. Yeah, he definitely. Like a, At least she was taking an interest yeah. in being involved with that. And looking back, I think um, he had a quite a addictive personality. I mean, like, he would wake up early hours in the morning and play these games. And that's not a joke. He generally would just sit and play till half nine. And I think, actually, she probably did. He, she probably saw the signs early on and probably in, implemented that straight away so i actually congratulate her his mum yeah i mean you know this is the this is the difficulty is that you know you can't really trust kids we've all been kids we know what we're like you know you can't really trust us to take control of these things because given you know you know they say give give someone an inch they'll take a mile like you know give them a little bit of chance to play video games you know it it will be oh you can play till half eight and then oh no mum hasn't noticed it's now 10 o'clock and i'm still playing that kind of thing so you know it's quite easy to to rack up the hours and you know there needs to be some sort of control mechanism because otherwise yeah given every opportunity most kids will play uh, for as long as possible with their friends well i don't i don't know if that's a problem because you know, our lives haven't been ruined. I think it's the design and the model of the games now. Well, I don't know. I mean, you can't say that there wouldn't be any kids. I mean, we're not talking about hundreds of kids. We're talking about a, a kid in this situation. And it's not happening all the time, but it is happening. And that is something you need to pay attention to. So we don't know. I mean, it could have happened in our generation. We don't know that. I mean, it absolutely will have happened in our generation. And it will have happened in every single hobby and sport and anything everywhere. Yeah, I mean, if you're a responsible parent, you wouldn't let your kid play outside all night until late, hanging around with strangers. So, you know, why would you, you know, in, allow them to do anything for, you know, longer than they should be able to do that? And I'm going to play very devil's advocate, but very, very carefully here. It's like try and tip, uh, not upset people. If a game developer did put these, um, like, should we say, harsh warnings on there, saying you should stop right now, that's it. I think you could kill a game for some people, especially like developers who are, you know, I think it could. I think maybe like Nintendo have like suggestions pop up saying you should um, consider taking a break. And I think um, some people might be saying to me now, if, if they could speak to me right now, probably saying that's not good enough. And unfortunately, um, I'm not trying to back the side of uh, video game developers, but I can see why they don't put these like time events. They should absolutely not hard stop you playing. I think Ben might have said it earlier, saying about if there's a desire where you feel like they're, you know, they've stopped. Well, they haven't, you know. And I think there'd be more of it. The kids are very crafty. Believe it or not, parents, they are crafty. If they can find a way to exploit something, they will. And um, they'll try and just try and find a, a way to play the game some different way. See, and the problem is Fortnite is becoming in more and more places. I mean, very soon it is coming to Android. It's already, I think, on iOS. It's coming onto the Switch. 
you know, you could even, even if you stop them or have the computer in a family reunion, they're playing on that. You know, it's, it's so hard. They're making it so difficult. They could still be playing on their phone in bed if they have a smartphone, which most young people do these days. You know, most even, you know, school kids, young school kids have phones, uh, smartphones these days. So it is very, very difficult. I will give them that. You know, it, it does seem like a big challenge. How old was this guy? He was 17. So realistically, nearly an adult in the British eyes. Yeah, I mean, parents aren't going to have that much control when you're 17. Once you, if you live under their roof, you follow their rules. I, I hate to say it because you, you can never spot it. And I, I, I accept that. Like, and I'm sure the warning signs are there. I mean, like for 12 hours straight, you know, you, you, yeah, you must have thought, where is he today? Where is he right now? You know, I'm sure we all felt like when we were 17, we felt like we were like full grown adults. You know, we were like fully in control. But looking back, I know for a fact that I didn't know anything in comparison to how I feel now. And I'm sure in another 20 years, I'll probably feel the same. You know, it, it's still important that the, the parents play a role, as Martin said, as long as they live in the house. Because although, you know, you might be the uh, the unliked mum for doing it, you know, they may not be so pleased with you for doing it. I think they will thank you for it later on. Also with the article regarding the 17-year-old, he is okay now. Um, he is uh, in counselling and trying to bring himself back together, which is always good to hear. And um, I've, I wish him all the best, personally. I said I was going to talk about uh, another thing after the article. Could leave it on a, a, a nice high note, as well as it's not all doom and gloom about video games. Um, video games in schools can teach us a lot about learning. Southgate Primary in West Sussex is one of the many British schools bringing games into the classroom with staff seeing benefits for parents as well as students. See, there are games out there designed to sort of like um, to wrap your brain around things and it's okay to fail because you can always restart again or you learn from your mistakes. And at the end of the summer term at Southgate Primary School in Crawley, West Sussex, a class of 10-year-olds are uh, folding together cardboard models as well as like they're learning from like a computer game, how to create these things and then bringing it like into like a physical form. And I think that's pretty cool. I think generally that is something very creative as well as it, like I previously mentioned, games can actually help you in almost day-to-day -day situations. Yeah, I mean, you know, gaming has been used in education for quite a while. Um, Minecraft has been used for a very long time and has found its way quite comfortably into um, primary education. It's a bit more of a friendly game. You know, it's easily accessible for many people. And, it, and it's seen a varied uh, degree of applications all the way from um, helping rebuild um, a village in Africa, I believe, all the way through to showing kids about the, the basics of, you know, um, surviving and, and problem solving and stuff like that so um, gaming can be used very very positively uh, when when done right in in schools and i think you know that sh helps it, that's helpful for you know the early situation that we're talking about because then you're having a more open conversation about gaming generally and that you know at least then it's not shown to the kids as gaming is a negative thing or, or the adults don't like it so you know it's just like an in thing between the kids which might make them want to do it behind their parents backs even more if it's seen as more uh, an acceptable thing at the right time for the right things then i think that helps if i remember rightly they're also uh, doing i think we might have mentioned this on a previous podcast um about minecraft as well like minecraft was a big one it's shown like how to like build things how to like craft and it was quite interesting like how they were implemented in schools and i feel like they are uh, techniques that kids will learn and grow up as well as we all know School is boring, as people always say, but when it's interactive and you, and you bring it to a level that they understand and they enjoy, like such as video games, they're going to learn knowingly or not, you know.
If you have been affected by anything we've talked about in this episode, please have a look at the description and read some of the links and contact information there. Don't be afraid to get in touch with someone, reach out, whether it's a family member or whether it's one of the great charities out there or here to support people going through bad time. Thank you. That is all for this episode. You can get in contact with us through our Twitter at thefreepixelspod or on our website, hello at thefreepixels.com as well as our Facebook, The Free Pixels. Thank you very much for listening and hope to see you soon. You've been listening to The Three Pixels Podcast, a production by Alan Taylor, music provided by Epidemic Sound and exec produced by Abrupt Audio. With that, thank you for listening. We'll see you next time. Good night. If you have been affected by anything we've talked about in this episode, please have a look at the description and read some of the links and contact information there. Don't be afraid to get in touch with someone, reach out, whether it's a family member or whether it's one of the great charities out there or here to support people going through bad times like this. Thank you.